Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today I want to talk to you about feeling seen. We have so many different words from looking to staring to seeing, and and they're all so different. And a lot of times we don't notice that we go through life most of the time just staring at things, right? Kind of like a deer in the headlights. But when we feel seen, it it can be so empowering, so connecting and harmonizing, and it just encourages us to move forward, to, to reach out, to slow down and, and take a big exhale. It's just a beautiful thing of feeling seen. And I bring this up because I was talking to a friend earlier and she was trying to describe this guy that she works with. And she was like, he's really stiff. I don't know if I want to work with him. Like, he's so stiff. And I could tell the way she was saying it. She was, that, that stiff wasn't quite the, 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 wasn't quite the accurate description of him. It didn't capture his essence, right? And so as she's talking, I finally go, oh, it sounds like, uh, like he lacks warmth and he's not inviting. And immediately she's like, yes, yes, that's it. Now she, she felt like she was seeing him. She was like, that's exactly it. He, he lacks warmth. He's not inviting. He's not welcoming. His energy isn't. He's, he's capable. He's efficient. He's effectual. He's, he's all these things that you need in somebody that you work with. But he's just not somebody that, um, you know, you can shoot the the poop with shoot the poop (laughs) Uh, I'm working on making these episodes all clean that's just me Uh, but and so as we know we start really digging into really the essence of what was bothering her about him she felt seen she felt like now she can see him and then there was this explosion of energy. And, and I bring that up because a lot of times when we feel stuck, we don't realize it's partly because we're not feeling seen or we're not seeing the other person. We don't have a deep understanding of their essence, of, of what that thing is between us. And then once you, you figure it out, once you have understanding, it's like, oh, it's like you can breathe again and you get excited and now you can move forward. But it's almost like you can't, it's so hard to do it. It's such a challenge when we don't feel seen or where we, we, we see something, but we're not, we know we're not capturing the essence of what it is. It's almost like uh, a blurry object moving towards you and you can't quite make out what it is. So you're like, should I be scared? Should I back away? Should I move towards it? Is it a friend? Is it a foe? You're not quite sure, right? So you're just staring at it because you don't know, right? 
and then but you're and you're looking with your eyes and your body you're trying to maybe you take a few steps closer you're like let me get a closer look and then you and then it gets close enough and then now you're able to see exactly what it is and hopefully it's something beautiful it's a best friend coming to hug you it's uh it's maybe your your, your pet a dog you know running up towards you but now you see uh, what it is and you see that it's friendly and that it's welcoming and that it's inviting and that's a beautiful thing and it's also a beautiful thing when we feel seen right and uh, you know and so let me break down when we talk about what does it mean to to be seen um, it, it's basically a state in which our identity our emotions our needs and our physical presence gets fully recognized through various means, right? Such as representation, validation, support, inclusion. Because the opposite of feeling seen, it just leaves us feeling invisible, unheard, neglected, right? It's just a, a horrible and a disempowering feeling when we don't feel seen. Right, and especially when it becomes a pattern of feeling unheard, unrecognized, and ignored, uh, that just it, it defeats and erodes at our our self esteem and our our sense of safety and security. Right, it can lead to negative emotional spirals, challenging thoughts, and just a weakening of our self worth. Right, that it can be hard to overcome that, and you see this a lot. With younger people, uh, you know, children, they a lot of them don't have a say in their household. But even in adults, you, we we might experience that in relationships. I I've definitely experienced that on some level in relationships where I was afraid to speak up or say the wrong thing, and I'm walking around on eggshells, or you know, I'm saying one thing, but people are hearing another thing, and I just constantly feel misunderstood, and it's very frustrating. It it, it makes you feel like you're on an island by yourself, right? So I really want to break down the difference between staring, looking, and feeling seen so that we can learn how to see ourselves, right? How to see ourselves. Because the better we get at seeing ourselves and understanding ourselves, then the better we become at communicating with other people what's happening and we can draw that connection a lot faster like that the gentleman we talked about who my friend is like ah he just seems so stiff you know if he had that self-awareness of you know people have told me that I'm not I'm not warm or inviting or welcoming she'd be like yeah that's it and so now we we cut down on that space between you you and someone else because now you're able to communicate what uh, through, from self-awareness, through self-reflection, from what other people have told you. And, and now other people don't feel that distance between you. And, and then you can even, like if you're a person who, who has been told that you, know, you come off kind of stiff, then you can even say to other people when you meet them initially and say, listen, um, a lot of people have told me I come off uh, stiff. Uh, that I lack warmth, I'm not quite inviting, 
Uh, so uh, I d- I'm just sharing that with you up front. But I just want to let you know that I definitely care about our mission and what we're doing, and I'm really looking forward to working with you. Uh, but you know, this is just my disposition. I can't change that. Uh, it's you know, this is this is how my face looks. This is how I present myself. But know that underneath, I really care, and I'm going to do the best uh, to get you the results you're looking for. You know, something like that, where you, you're letting them, you're talking about how you are typically perceived, and but and then but letting them know that that's not going to get in the way of you know, you two connecting, um, you know, the same thing where there's some mornings I wake up, I'm a little off. I hadn't slept. I didn't, I didn't sleep great. Maybe I slept through the night, but for some reason I wake up and I'm a little, I feel a little tight, a little groggy. I'm grumpy. I feel irritable. And I can just lean over to Michelle and say, you know what? I feel a little irritable this morning. I feel a little moody. I don't know what it is. Um, I'm at like a, a, a eight or nine. Um, so, and but I'll let you know as I'm, I'm clicking through. But I just want to share that with you to let you know that it's not you, it's me, and I'm I'm not even sure where it's coming from. But I love you. I'm looking forward to uh, going for a, on a walk with you later, et cetera, et cetera. So that type of vulnerability, it, it just breeds a deeper connection, uh, 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 more vulnerable communication, and it yields intimacy, right? And it also uh, lets people know we're not taking ourselves too seriously when we have those kind of conversations of, here's what I'm going through, here's what I'm feeling, it's temporary, um, <laughs> at least I hope that it's, t- it's temporary and, but I am looking forward to X, Y, and Z, uh, with us later on. All right. So when we talk about staring and, and I want to go over these, you know, the difference between staring, looking and feeling seen because so that we can recognize it ourselves when we're doing it. Right. And when I'm talking about staring, like staring is think about a deer caught in the headlights it just stares into the headlights it's not moving it feels stuck it's not registering what the next action should be it's not registering what's coming towards it so it just stares and we do this in real life where something can be so shocking so out the blue uh so abrupt that we we kind of freeze we don't move we're not (laughs) Maybe we even stop breathing for a second. And we're just like staring off into the abyss because we're unable to register what's happening. And so we're hoping that maybe if we just keep still, things won't get worse. This happens sometimes in arguments, right, where the other person is yelling at you or speaking to you in an abusive way, and you just end up staring at them. And then to them, it looks like you don't care because you're not responding. But really, you're stuck in that fight, flight, freeze. You're stuck in the freeze frame, right? That amygdala has been hijacked. And now we're staring at it. We do the same thing with our emotions. where We're kind of staring uh, our, our experiences where we kind of stare at the same 
experience over and over. It's, it's, it's a synonymous with ruminating or just replaying the same event that uh, traumatizes us or upset us. Somebody cut you off, and now you're just you're just kind of mentally staring at this one loop over and over again, like a gif, you know. Um, but that's all amygdala. It's all in our it's all in our brain, right? And, and then we go from staring to looking, and now so looking is involves the eye movement, right? Where we're kind of looking around like, I'm going to go, let me go look for my keys. So this, this, when we're looking for something, that actually involves movement. Staring is like you're staring at a screen, you're not even blinking, right? Like when you're scrolling on your phone, you're not even blinking, you're just staring, you're frozen, you're stuck. But looking, okay, now we have some movement. You might go outside, you might look around, you might even internally look for alternatives, opportunities, right? Like if you're upset about something or sad or, or, or something changed, uh, you might even be looking for a job. Like there's so many different ways that we look. But when we think about looking, it denotes more action, more physicality, right? We are, are you, you know, you looking even denotes like the clothes we're wearing, like, right? Like, oh, you looking good over there. So it's, 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 it's physical, it's, it's external, it's action. It's eye movement, side to side, zooming out. And so, you know, the next step is, you know, if we're upset, emotionally charged, we want to go from staring from, you know, from that shock stage and like, I can't believe this happened and why did this happen to now we're looking around. So now maybe we're moving around, we're jumping up and down. Uh, maybe we're looking for uh, uh, the 988 phone number or, or our phone, like, we're getting in the movement, in the action. We're going for a walk, a swim. Uh, maybe we hug somebody. Like we're we're looking for something to save us, or looking for something to do, or engage with. You know, sometimes I practice my guitar. When we think about looking, it's it's more of a physical thing. Now, when we talk about being seen or feeling seen, right? This is a, more about capturing the essence of a thing. This is more about the understanding of, of what you need, right? As soon as I said to my friend, oh, he, he, lacks, he lacks warmth and he's not very welcoming and not quite inviting, she was like, yes. She was like, oh, I see him now. That's... That's exactly what it is, and there's something um, beautiful about that. And this is this is the challenging part, right? It's challenging to see ourselves for our essence, for who we are, and to see others. This is why journaling is so beautiful, you know, to write things down, also to talk to somebody else, whether it's a friend, a coach, a, a counselor, a therapist. Uh, your barber, your personal trainer, right? The, these are things, you know, just like my friend did with me, like she talked to me about it. And then together, collaboratively, we were able to like see this thing together. It's almost like looking at the clouds, right? Where two people looking at the same cloud, one person sees a dog, 
the other person sees the airplane and and it's and then you when the other person is explained like yo that's the wing that's the front that's the back there's the door you're like oh yeah i see it now that's the best feeling so one of the things that we can do if we want to feel seen is to really understand what we want to be seen for, to really understand how to articulate our essence so other people go, oh, I, that makes sense now. So, you know, in those situations, we may have to expand our emotional vocabulary. Um, or another way, you know, like I was able, you know, to say warmth and inviting and, and welcoming and things like that. Another way to help people to see you is to to use what people use when they're selling a movie script, right? It's so hard to get Hollywood to have a vision for your for this movie that you're pitching them. So a lot of times when you go into a movie pitch, you you reference two things that they are already familiar with. So you would go in and be like, all right, it's an action movie. It's kind of like a Terminator. Two plus uh, saving Private Ryan, and they go, "Oh yeah, okay, that makes sense." Or if it's a love movie, you go, "It's like The Notebook and uh, Twelve, the first eight dates, or something like that." And they're like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." So when you're describing yourself to, to other people, you can be like, "You know, I'm kind of like you know Forrest Gump meets uh, Matthew McConaughey." You know, whatever whatever thing you come up with so that people go, oh, yeah. Like, because you ever have that, that situation where you see someone and they look like somebody, right? Like a celebrity or a star musician. You're like, who does that person look like? And it drives you bananas until you figure it out. You're like, they, who do they? And then they go, oh, some people tell me I look like X, Y, and Z. And you're like, oh, yeah, you do look like X, Y, and Z. And you're so happy that they had that level of self-awareness. So that's the importance that we have to have is to be aware of and own it. Own how we, you know, some people say I come off a little, you know, like there was a, when I worked on this cruise ship, there was a guy who wore all black and he wore sunglasses. And I was like, man, that. It's kind of, you know, strange. You're on a cruise ship going to, uh, you know, all these islands. And then I found out he was uh, the, the mentalist. He was a guy who kind of reads minds. And so once I understood what his role was on the cruise ship, now him wearing all black with the, the, the dark sunglasses, it all made sense. It's part of his persona, his character. You know, the he's into the dark arts quote unquote. And I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm cool. But before I really had context or understanding, I was like, man, who is this guy? You know, the, the security, are we, are everybody picking up on this? Is he on camera? Are we, are we, are we following this guy around? That kind of thing. So we want to help others to, to see us. And then we also want to get better at seeing other people. Because the better we get at seeing other people, then those people then can see us. You know, so we so badly want to be seen, but we have to remember that we have to take the time 
to notice other people, to see them, to capture their essence. And then in turn, they'd be like, oh, because then they can see another side of us, right? And we can't be seen if we're hiding, isolating, avoiding, withdrawing. We can't be, we can't quite possibly be seen for who we really are until, and it is, this doesn't mean that, <laughs> that you could completely expose yourself, right? But we can slowly start to reveal or unveil um, or display aspects of our character, of, our, of who we are, to people that we trust, um, right, on platforms where we feel safe, secure, and supported. So I hope this was helpful for you, and if it was, please share this with one other person, right? Share this episode with one other person. And then invite them, we talk about inviting, invite them to have a conversation about, here's a question I would ask. When was the last time you felt seen? And when was the last time you saw someone else? Like you were like, oh, I'm now I see you, right? Um, and, and that's a question that you can have with whoever you share this episode with. Because when an episode is shared, now it can become a conversation. And when we have a conversation, we can build a community. And that's how we all start to feel more connected. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself. Remember, this episode, this podcast is not a substitute for you calling the 988 or any of the other uh, suicide prevention hotlines. You can chat, talk, text. If you want one-on-one coaching with yours truly, one-on-one coaching, right? If you are successful in your business, you've checked all the boxes, you've been a very good person, you've made your parents proud, you've made everybody else proud, and yet you still feel empty or like you are suffering in your personal life. Go to thrivewithleo.com and let's get to tomorrow together.